This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. Welcome to the New Growth Podcast with Nikki Walton. Join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth, empowered service, and inner and outer success. If you'd like to support Nikki's podcast, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com forward slash Nikki. All right. Welcome back to New Growth. I am your host, Nikki Walton. And as always, I love to start with my favorite Ramdas quote, the same one to kind of hammer in that message to treat everyone we meet as if they are God in drag, as if every person, every face is another face of God, another form of this divine love. And I have one such form with me here today. And this form is very celebrated, very celebrated personality, a TV personality, a style expert. She's gorgeous. And this form is newly engaged. She is very transparent to this perfect love. And clearly it's being reflected in her life. Um, and she's sharing it with the world. So please join me in welcoming Miss Jeannie Mai to New Growth. Hi, Nikki. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. You I'm look beautiful. I'm drag right now. If God was in drag for me, yeah. you know, the lace front would be <laughs> Yes, all, like lace. A couple baby hairs, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, man, like, and I, I imagine some long, good gams, like some legs that are just yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I love that quote. Like when I started living that way and meeting everyone as if it's like a holy encounter, my life started changing. It's you're yeah. less anxious. You're not fearful. There's just love here. You know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I also think it's really interesting when we first grow up, we are conditioned either through our friends or our parents to get along with people who are like us. Yes. So whether it's the same music or the, you know, same foods that you like or, you know, clicks, right? In high school, mm-hmm. clicks, right? But I realized that the best way to get along with people is not to expect them to be like you. Ah, exactly. Go ahead and expect them to be different. So as soon as you meet people, you look for the differences in order to be like, yo, what is it about you that I can learn? What is it about you that can sharpen me? What do I, what do you have that I don't that we can maybe exchange? And that usually starts a foundation of a relationship that's much more empathetic and respectful. 
I absolutely love that. And I also love just that level of confidence to be able to be your full self and to respect other space for them to be their full selves. And I read a quote that you shared. I'm going to share it verbatim. Uh, the only thing that saves me is Godfidence. Like, tell me more about what that confidence, that Godfidence feels like in your experience and how it manifests. God, Godfidence, first of all, I want to start off for people who are believers, right? Because <laughs> not everybody is saved, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're not, it's okay. Because whatever, for you, whatever that spirituality and that understanding is, you got to have that confidence in that walk. For me, it's loving God. For me, it's loving Jesus. And when I love and have a relationship with Jesus, not that I go to church all the time, not that I'm always making the perfect choices, but that I have a relationship with my maker, I realize that I was made with a specific purpose. And that out of 7 billion people that are out there in this world, ain't nobody walking, talking, thinking like Jeannie Mai. Mm. Nobody. Nobody can have my same flavor. Nobody can have my same swag. Nobody can cry my same tears. And with that understanding and really making that the root of who I am, it allows me to walk with a confidence that just gives me this... (laughs) 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 And it's okay. Because it's not a... It's not a, um, a conceitedness in me, it's who made me. And so that allows me to just have a different type of swag that is unstoppable. Tell me how it feels inside. So I see the world, we all see how it manifests there, right? It is gorgeous and it's powerful. How does it feel? Like, what's the inner experience of God sure. for you? It's, first off, it's accepting. So I love me. And, and, and I say this, by the way, I'm 41 years old. So I didn't always feel this way. I didn't feel this in my twenties. I didn't have it in my thirties. I certainly didn't have it when I was going through divorce. So it took some time to really shed away everything and really kind of soak in some of even, you know, my regrets, my flaws, even my shame to get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, my mess is my message. All those things are supposed to happen to me so that I have something to give and something to contribute. Cause I don't want to be like over here, like just a pretty face or, you know, just, you know, some cute things to say, like that's vapid, that's empty. I need something like with, with some type of substance in order yes. to live through, to grow through. So when I understood that with my maker, then I, then all of a sudden you're accepting of yourself and that in it's of, of itself is such a power. Cause when you accept yourself, you like yourself, you don't need a filter on any mirror or photo to see who you are. You laugh at the things you know, and you definitely double heartedly laugh at the things you don't, and you accept it. I always say this this one quote, and I'm pretty sure it came from Godfidence, own you before they do. And what I mean by that is own who you are and the things you're not. Own every essence of who you are, because the second you give that power to somebody else to say, oh you ain't that smart or you ain't that cute. No, no, no. I I own that. I like the way I look and I own that the things I don't know, I'm constantly learning. So I don't give you the right to call out the things that I already know about myself. And that's a really important first step in confidence. I absolutely like, I have no words for that. That's absolutely beautiful. When you said the mess, right? Like that's your message like that when you're marinating in that before you're able to go out into the world and share. Tell me what that process looks like. Let's say tomorrow you get anxious, something happens where anxiety comes up in you or a depression or a sadness, that normal way of being human. I don't know what that dominant sensation is or that feeling is there for you, but 
whatever that discomfort is that's very familiar, what do you do when it hits, when it knocks at the door? Okay. Well, I'm going to split your question up into two types of reactions because one is anxiety. And I really do have anxiety that I don't want to say I suffer from, but I live through. And, mm. and the reason why that takes a separate step is because that, that you just need to freeze and, and kind of give yourself the, the pillows and the coziness in order to get yourself mentally through it. Then the other kind is the kind where you're just trying to get out of something, whether it's a broken relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of a friend. That's something that takes a daily step to get through. So the first one, if you have anxiety or if you have depression, the first thing you have to do is to recognize that you're not alone. Your mind will think that you're by yourself. Your mind will make you think you're crazy and it'll actually trick you to push people away because you'll be afraid or embarrassed. That's the first mistake. Even Jesus, as you saw when he just, when he surrounded himself with disciples or even reached out to his father, you need to have people around you. So that's something I'm still learning. When I go through anxiety, I sometimes kind of turn off my phone, stop mm-hmm. answering calls, shut everything down and I sit by myself. But then my mind starts to take me places and I realize, wait, yo girl, this is not right for you. So call a friend, even call somebody who can, and just let them know like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of down. Tell me what's going on in your day. And just take your mind off of things by focusing on my friend's kids or my friend who's trying to start a business. And, and naturally that human connection will start to warm you back up. The second thing I do. I like that too. Cause you're also being of service to your friends. Yeah. So you're reaching out, like, how are you doing? And you're pulling yes. yourself out of yourself. Yes. And that's actually a secret. I think it's a little secret, a little secret um, trick that God does on us. When you help other people, even if it's just listening as basic as listening, just being present for somebody, you will realize that it therapeutically heals you when you didn't intend. And, and, and I say this, not meaning like we should just go help people in order to help ourselves, but inherently it's just the beautiful exchange of love when you it's because act- I am you and you are me so yes. it's like when you're yes. giving it's you're giving to yourself and you're yeah, exactly and it's, as long as you're you're genuine with being there to listen for somebody else you'll just feel yourself getting better and, and and your mind will open up to be able to help that person in any way that you can so so that's what you do with anxiety and and, and depression in those moments is to reach out to somebody and connect with them, let them know that you're going through a little something right now, put it out there again, own you before they do, before they're like, whoa, Jeannie was weird. Why'd she call me and like not say anything on the phone? No, Jeannie's going through something and I'm calling you boo, because I need you to make me laugh for a second. So tell me about your damn kids or whatever it may be, you know? So, so get through that way. On the other side, when you're talking about kind of going through the motions to kind of get out of something, um, especially when it's life's, life's beautiful moments of ups and downs that you go through, the first thing you need to do is to really like own exactly what it is that, that went awry. If you got fired for a job, own exactly what happened. I, I really, I honestly, that, that's a big step because I used to blame other people. When a job didn't work out or a deal fell through, I'd be like, oh, they, they didn't know what they were missing. Or, you know, they, they, um, um, that person who, who, you know, um, decided to fire me because they did get fired. It was a TGI Friday's job, but still. It was OMG. <laughs> and I got fired from it. But I had to own like, yo, Jeannie, you partied really hard and you came in late and you were inconsistent. <laughs> like, like, honestly, like I had to own that because I yeah. used to have a pompous attitude where it wasn't my problem. And so the first step is own exactly what it was. Even 
back then my marriage, like I owned what wasn't right in the marriage and I owned the flags that I saw, but I didn't make any moves on it early on. Mm -hmm. I I just kind of thought, you know what, time will, will heal it and, and I'll grow out of this. It'll be fine. No, my intuition was talking and I missed that and I, and I didn't, you know, catch it. Um, but so, so own that number one. And then number two is receive your lessons. So I really do think that God in life wrap up these beautiful boxes of lessons to you. Now, the only thing is the wrapping isn't always pretty. Sometimes it's in a funky relationship. Sometimes it's in some foul mouth, you know, friend that, that, that dusted you, whatever it might be. Don't leave. It's just like leaving UPS packages though. Even though the boxes are tattered, you don't leave them on your doorstep. You take them and you receive them. And there's always a lesson in every single, even the downfalls, the, the, the bad choices, there's always something. So open it and receive it, receive the lesson that was in it. And then number three, breathe through it. And when I say breathe, I'm not just talking about, you know, like the regular thing we're doing right now, but not thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like take a moment to actually inhale the actuality that you have life right now, that you're going to wake up tomorrow, that you have another chance mm. and that you have a mind and a heart and a body to gratitude. Yes. And then exhale, whatever that nasty is in your head that keeps making you think you're not going to get through it. So that breathing is actually a breathing exercise, but you have to feel it. You have to picture all these things like inhale the reward of life, pause, let it marinate, and then exhale through your mouth, like audibly, like you should hear it, all the nasty and the junk and the mess. And girl, you might be sitting there for like 45 minutes because you got a lot of mess to exhale and that's okay. You yes. need to get all that trash, you know? And you know what? There's science in that too, that exaggerated exhale. It like short circuits your fight or flight response. So mm-hmm. it actually, there truly is a calm that washes over you. I'm also yes. a licensed therapist. So when people are like, in a panic attack, I always have them inhale. I have them hold it, like you said, just for a short time, and yeah. then exhale with this exaggerated exhale. And yeah. in that, it's like a calm washes over you. And in that calm, for people like us, we're aware that that's where God is. In that silence, that's where God is. Yeah. For me, because I do like anxiety is a way that Nikki shows up often. Like it comes up, it knocks on my door regularly. It's always been a thing, just some form of fear. And I always tell the women that I work with, and I know I always sound like a broken record, but it's so important. This practice helped me a lot. I would have a note in my phone for when I'm anxious, for when I'm upset. And then it would say, you're not upset for the reason you think. You're not anxious because you're waiting on this email or because this thing happened or didn't happen. You're upset because you stepped out of peace. You're upset because you're not feeling God. You are not aware of that God presence. And then it knocks the legs out from under every argument, every circumstance, every situation. It's not a person that made you upset. That's not a situation that's making you anxious. You have just seemingly lost the awareness of the presence of God, of love. Yeah. And it's, I got that from A Course in Miracles and it helped me tremendously in my own separation, which I talked to you a little bit before. I'm going to share more um, eventually, but I'm still processing all of that. And for me, when you said taking your power back, taking your power back, that's what that practice helped me do. So it's a different way of taking responsibility, right? So I'm still taking it back from the situation. Um, So in like in your case with getting fired, 
I could say, I'm not upset because I got fired. I'm upset. I'm only feeling this discomfort because I'm not feeling God. And when I do that, now I make better choices. You know, I have that fullness present. So yeah. it's, it's, they're all ways, different ways of take, taking your power back. But that's the most important thing. You have to take your power back. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your separation, but at the same time, I celebrate the new chapters ahead and yeah. the decision that you made for yourself that I'm hoping is, is the healthiest. Um, it's really interesting because when you sever from a relationship that's really long, you almost come out like somebody has been spinning you in circles for that many years. So for you, 17 years, for me, it was 10 years. And then they just, at that time that you make the decision to sever, you get let go and you're like, where the fuck am I? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, where am I? Yeah, truly, forget, truly. How, you forget how you think as self, Nikki, Jeannie. I'm like, what does Jeannie think? What does Jeannie love? What does Jeannie need? That part. What does Jeannie need to change? You know, I, I, you, you have to have these, these conversations to, with yourself. And, and I like that you mentioned you wrote down a note that you read to yourself because women are, we're so introspective and, and there's a beautiful blessing in writing something out. There's a meditative practice in, in that. And, and so I do encourage you and anybody else who goes through a, you know, a, a, something that, that really transitions your life, like a breakup, sit down and write the questions you want to ask yourself, literally in your interview yourself, like we are right now. Um, what is your mantra to life? What do you want from life? What do you regret? Own that. What would you do if you had those years back? When you actually see that it, as a list form, guess what you got? A to-do list. A to-do list to discover and to find. And my God, that mantra for your life could be found in a beautiful walk down a park. Um, your mission could be found in a new job that you take on. Um, your outlook on yourself could be felt through a, a beautiful new song that you listen to. So, but you have to see the questions. It's almost like a homework assignment. If you have a test coming up and you have a bunch of questions like, what is the capital of blank? And how big is the size of the earth? And, you know, um, how long does it take to drive from here to Washington, DC? You won't know the answers to that until you actually go and conquest them, conquer them. So for women, we have to do the same thing with our souls. You have to write down a list of what are the things you want to find out about yourself, like an interview, and then go and conquer them. And, and, oh, and enjoy the process. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in a week. It's okay. Right. Spend the rest of your right. life discovering them and then changing your answers. That's okay. Yes, too. right. Modifying. And yes. yes, so journaling has been a big thing for me here. Not consistently, but I always tell like the people that are closest to me, if it wasn't for me, so my spiritual journey started like in 2013 and it heated up in like 2017. So it really took me like, I don't know, I'd say two solid years of this inner work and meditating daily and reading until I rediscovered that love within, that wholeness within the love that cannot be withheld from me. Cause that was something that I I've been placing that power again, placing that power outside of me. So this love, once I found it, I'm like, I can't give it and I can't take it away. Yeah. He or anyone else can't give it or take it away from me. It is here always now. And when I found that, if I hadn't found that, I wouldn't have had the courage to do what I knew I needed to do for my own health, mentally, spiritually. And here we are, you know, um, it was tough, but the writing helped the introspection, the meditating helped. My question was always, who am I? 
who am I beyond this? And not just the labels of mother and sister and daughter, but beyond this form, beyond the mind, beyond the body. And if I hadn't gone through that journey, I wouldn't be where I am today. And it's still a process, uh, but there is joy here that can't be shaken. And thank you for providing inspiration. And I mean, such a platform you've given us, you're like a beacon, you know, to feel that we have permission to step into our fullness and that it's never too late to do that. Like to step into your fullness, even if you've been in the relationship for 10 years or 17 years, you can do that for yourself and for your family. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the compliments. Girl, I'm just taking one day at a time, you know? <laughs> one foot in front of the next. <laughs> and, and, and breathing through it and enjoying it and really being mindful. Being mindful has really changed my life. And to do that is to be just super present. Like right now, I hear your words. I feel the air around me. I know exactly what the temperature is like. I know exactly what kind of vibe we're having. When I switch gears from this, if I sit down and eat a meal, I really look at, I take time to prepare my meal. I really enjoy the sauces I put into it and the extra little tidbits that I love. And then I enjoy each bite and I swallow picturing it, nourishing me, you know? So being mindful allows you to just spread out your day and give yourself little gifts throughout the day and makes you much more present and enjoyable to be around too. How do you remind yourself to be present? Like what did you do to get into that habit? Because most people aren't conscious of what they're doing. They're not those activities. How did you get into that habit? Man, I, I, I am normally not a very present person. I'm usually doing like 10 things at one time. I'm always texting while somebody's talking to me. I can't be in a car without being on my phone. Um, yeah, so, so basically I'm really distracted. But what I started doing is taking time, even 30 minutes, 10 minutes to begin, and then 30 minutes at a time to meditate, number one, and then do those breathing exercises. The reason why those are important to do daily is because... I'm going to do this in like a G-rated way. <laughs> like, okay. okay, just like this. I'm, uh, you know what? I'm not going to do a G-rated. I'm going to say, just be you. Just do like, you, boo. Just like do you. Enjoy. Okay. Like it could be an orgasm. Mm-hmm. It could be those flaming hot Cheetos. Whatever it is that you enjoy. Like, you take it and you're like, mm, mm, mm. that could be in sex or Cheetos, whatever. Yes. But you're just, <laughs> so good. You know exactly what that tastes like. You know what the smell is like. You know how much to have. You enjoy it so much because you're present. So once you start doing meditation or breathing exercises and you lay there and you just zone out for those 10 damn minutes for yourself, it feels so euphoric. And I'm sure you would know this through therapy. Something therapeutically happens where you just feel so calm and so centered that when you walk out, you're like, yo, that was bomb. And you get addicted to that. So after maybe about six months of doing it regularly, as I move through my day, as soon as I start getting back to like the genie, that's always like, mm-hmm. yeah, I start, I start craving that other Zen mode. And I'm like, yo, stop, 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 take it down a notch, breathe, enjoy the moment. What am I doing right now? What are you saying? Listen to the answer, be part of the conversation. Like I started changing because I'm addicted to that. So the same way we enjoy sex or puffy hot Cheetos or whatever it might be, take a moment to understand what meditation and breathing is like, and then incorporate that 
to your everyday life because meditation doesn't mean that you have to do it like while you're sitting on top of a mountain like with your hands like this no meditation can be while you're having this conversation it it's what we're doing it's a lifestyle yes, it's the way you're living present. it's your state of being that bliss I always say like reach for that peace before you reach for your phone like and mm-hmm. you practice you sit in formal meditation to practice feeling that presence to practice the yeah. presence of God of love and then the most important part is to take it with you during the day and live the way you explain being fully aware fully there where your feet are when you're going about your daily activities and yes. completely I informed Khaled would say accurate yes 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 so <laughs> You earlier mentioned a mantra, people needing a mantra. And I did read about one of your favorite mantras, which was, um, you said you got from a Cleo Wade quote. And it says, if you want to fall in love, lose fear. If you want to stay in love, lose ego. And I just want you to make any kind of comments you have on that and how that's looked for you in your life. Man, that is a mage one. And that is because you don't realize how damaging ego is until you've fortunately or unfortunately have to go through enough mistakes. Um, ego is, ego says it's all about me. Spirituality says what's best for us all. Um, when I used to be in relationships, I would always like guard myself more kind of, you know, a lot of the things I said or the arguments that I had was more for the gain of like, how do I understand this? How, how, how do I make sense of this? And I've really learned that a more mature grown way to, to even have a conversation with somebody is like, how can we all understand this so we can have a more peaceful environment around us? How do I ask you questions so that you don't feel attacked, but instead you feel open and invited to tell me what it is that you want me to know? Um, this this really, really, if you really understand how to lose your ego, you will have the most fruitful friendships, work relationships, and love that there can be out there because it becomes about us and our environment rather than just me, me, me. Because love is never just me, me, me. You got it, right? No ego, no problem. No self, no problem. And you can see the other as one. You know, you're one with them. So um, this is the place in the show where we're going to check in with the new growth hotline. I'm going to see what voicemails we have. And then we're going to answer one. If you're down, you ready? Can we do that? All right. Let's. Hi, Nikki and Jess. My name is Ashley and I have a question. I really want to know how do you stop taking things so personal? whether it's something that another person in your life says or something that they do, um, how can I stop taking things so personal? Did she say her Did name was that? Yeah. Yes. Her name is Ashley and she wants to know how she can stop taking things so personally. Do you want to go first? Give her some good yeah. advice. Um, well, the number one thing I would, I would say is I would congratulate you, Ashley, for understanding one of the four agreements to life. First off, I got that from a book. It's mm-hmm. one of the best books in life. Read it. It's called Absolutely. And the number one agreement is don't take things personally. I've learned that life. I've learned that life. The type of life I want to live is more about reactions, not actions. So when I used to react all the time to things that would happen to me, 
a friend says something, a work situation doesn't turn out, the money I have in my account, my reactions became the story of my life. I no longer want it to always be a reactions. My now actions are what I want to do, what I want to be about, how I want hard I want to work, the, the seeds I want to sow. And, it, and that then becomes who Jeannie Mai is, not my reaction to the things that life throws me, throws at me. So when you think of it that way, that's how you can take the next step by not taking things personally. Because even if you're, if a friend is having a bad day, let's say, and says some really, really nasty things to you, because you're not about reacting anymore, you just give actions of love or support or a boundary. Your action might even be a boundary to be like, you know what, let's take a break. I can't be the one for you right now, but I'm gonna love you for from afar. Right then and there, you're protecting your ambiance and you're also guarding your heart, but you're giving the best energy out. But the second you internalize that, like, what you say, bitch? Like, are you kidding me? Oh, we about to take this. Now you've taken that energy into you and you've, you've allowed that to be the root of what you're going to do. But that was never you in the first place. You took that from someone else. So just thinking that way to stop reacting, just Ashley think, who is Ashley? Write all those adjectives down. Is she giving? Is she selfless? Does she have boundaries? Is she firm? Is she, whatever it is, write all those down and then be that. Be exactly that. So then nobody else can jump in and sway who you are. You just act and, and act accordingly all the time, no matter what people or situations give you. Right. Don't let them pull you out of character. You don't yeah. match energy. That is so good. I um For a while on Instagram, I would always use the hashtag be her now. You don't become in time. You choose those like you fill into that confidence, that confidence and you be yeah. that in the moment. Yeah. And the only thing that I would add, Ashley, and I'm sure I mean, if you've been following me for a while, you already know what I'm going to say. But you take the power back and you recognize I'm not upset because of what this person said to me or what they did. I'm upset because I made them more important than my relationship with God, with peace. And you take that power back. You feel for that, that same presence, that love, that euphoria that Jeannie mentioned that she experiences in meditation and throughout her whole day. You feel for that natural, uncaused love. And you allow that to fill you. So then the annoyance is still there. That frustration might still be there, but the love is there too. It's like God is on the scene and that love, that, that is that confidence, that is that compassion and that understanding. And you're able to act in a more clear way, a more conscious way. You're able to respond really and not react. Um, that's, that's the way that I approach uh, most interactions with people. And it's been a really, really positive experience. Nice. Oh, yeah. I love it. I hope that helps you, Ashley. Yes, yes, yes. So um, if you guys are interested in calling in and leaving us a voicemail in the future, the number is 321-285-9367. 321-285-9367. And leave a short message, less than a minute, explaining what's going on with you and Myself and a guest will hopefully get it solved. We don't have all the answers, but we can help each other. We're all building and regrowing things together. Um, so is there anything that you want to share with us, Miss Jeannie, before you get out of here? I know we're running out of time. Is, I mean, I want people to be able to find you and follow you and get this beautiful advice and this beautiful love that you're pouring out, you know, onto oh, your platforms. You. 
Um, no, I, 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 well, I appreciate what you're doing. I love your channel. So thank you so much for this podcast thank and you. everybody else who wants to, you know, if you want to laugh a little and learn a lot, then watch my YouTube series, which is hello, honey. I'm, yes. <laughs> I have a podcast called listen, honey, where we talk about relationships and understanding yourself better and feeling more beautiful with each day. And, um, of course I'm on the real every day on Fox, which is just a fun channel with, you know, all the greatest conversations with some intellectual girls. So you can follow me on all those platforms. Beautiful. I keep seeing this ring flashing. Can you give us some like in the camera action? Congratulations to you and Jeezy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's gorgeous here. I'm going to stop talking so that you will actually appear on camera so you can show off your ring. Go. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> My God, that's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations you. to both of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time today, Nikki. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show and thank you all for tuning in and listening. And we'll be back very soon with another episode of New Growth. Talk to you soon. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash BeHereNow.